generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Genesis 19 from verse 1. <laughs> now, I'm going to read alone. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. Look at somebody say, where are you sitting these days? Because some of y'all are not in Sodom, but you are just at the gate. You are too far from Sodom to be a Sodomite. But you're close enough to be sodium. <laughs> the chemical element. You're close enough. You're at the gate. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, here now my lords, please turn in to your servant's house. And spend the night and wash your feet. That's customary because it was very dusty. No paved roads back in, the, back in the day. Palestinian region is filled with sand and all. So it's customary as part of welcoming people to your house. Back then, you had to provide some kind of uh, clean agent to wash your feet. That you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, no! But we will spend the night in the open square. But look at this, verse 3. He insisted how? Look at somebody said there is a gap. For influencing the intentions of God. It's called intercession. Intercession is the gap that God has given man to allow man influence his intentions. It's a mystery. It does not mean that you literally change God's mind, but it means you can alter the direction of his mind concerning a certain purpose, a place, and a thing within the overall ambit of his sovereignty. Which means that you are not denting what he originally intended to do, but his disposition and application towards a certain scenario or space or element can be altered. Are you getting this? How do I know these are angels? As a matter of fact, the chapter before this, there were three, which uh, presupposes that God had a theophanic manifestation and then two angels. But then when it comes to Sodom and Gomorrah, God does not even show up there. Angels, (laughs) Angels showed up there. I don't want to go into all the possible applications of why God was not physically there. However, these angels were operating as reps of God, and so they had said to to Lot, I'm not coming to your house. But the Bible says because Lot did what? Insisted strongly. This is not what I'm teaching this morning, but somebody, if you insist strongly enough, that thing you're trusting God for will happen. The angel said, no, we're going to the open square. But, but Lot insisted strongly. Luke 18, Jesus says that there was a woman who was crying before an unrighteous judge and saying, avenge me of my enemies, avenge me of my enemies. And the unrighteous judge was like, what have I got to do with you? But after a while, he said to himself, if I don't avenge of my enemies, she's going to wear me out. And Jesus commended that attitude because he said that when the son of man returns, we leave fine faith. In other words, he's saying a dimension of faith is insistence. And persistence. So faith is not flippant. Faith is firm. Faith is not whimsical. It's not wishy-washy. God, if you like, if you don't like. No. 
Faith has a goal, has an object, objective, has a desire, has an end point. And so it can insist. Some of you look like you don't have anything you're trusting God for. Who has something you're trusting God for? Who's going to insist just a bit more this week? Just going to insist a bit more. Have you forgotten how it was when you were a little child? How that your parents, you ask your, your daddy and mom for something and they won't give you the first time. Second time, third time, fourth time. It's just like, okay, let me give it to you. Do you know sometimes they're wondering whether you really, 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 really need it. And sometimes they want to go through the process of asking for it so that through that process of patience, when you eventually get it, you won't mismanage it. And so Lot insisted. And they said, so they turned into him and entered his house. If you insist, certain things will enter your house. That amen sounds like it's hungry. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. How did they know without WhatsApp? Have you noticed some people know when you're in their area, their neighborhood? Some people know when you're awake. Look at somebody, say somebody's monitoring you. Look at somebody say there's always a tempter close by. <laughs> Jesus was fasting and the devil went to tempt him. Remember that? So fasting does not even immunize you from temptation. Yes, now, can you just be honest with a show of hands? How many of you were fasting and you still did something bad? Only seven honest people. <laughs> oh, come on. More hands now. As in during the fast or after so, so temptation knows where you are and the closer to which you are the nearer it is to you so they came from every quarter and they called to Lord and said where are the men who came to you tonight bring them out to us that we may tell me what it says that we may do what Know them. How? In they're very direct, right? Come on, let's read this together. You, can, you might as well remove, you might as well remove the C and the R from that. <laughs> Don't be scandalized. That, that's what it means. Why are you scandalized? Yes. Yeah, and it's good you're smiling because I'm coming to your tables this morning. I got a saw. I'm breaking every, burning all the tables. Watch this. They came to ask Lot, where are the men? Where are the fresh immigrants? They are very clear. Not befriend them. You see, this is not. It's not Tinder. It's not subtle, it's direct. That's to let you know the degree of degeneration in that society. That sin can be so frontal, blatant, in your face, conspicuous, 
And when this happens, the standards of morality are so low that in this society, if you are wearing stuff that revealed your chest and all the sensitive areas of your body, you will even feel like you're righteous. Are you getting this now? Because at least you're not asking for men to know them. I'm a little concerned. I'm not sure I want to read the simpler translations on that. I'm not even sure anything can be simpler than what I used earlier. So Lot went out to them through the doorway. He shut the door behind him and said, please. Now watch this. Please what? My brothers. Look at somebody say, who are you calling bro? Look at somebody say, tiny bro. I'm dealing with powerful things this morning. I hope you're not missing the point. Because when you are exposed to Sodom long enough, you will call a club chief your bro. You will know that this girl is doing business between shits. And you call her sis. You will see her post on Instagram and like it and put fire, fire, fire. Oh, can, can, I, can I talk right now? Are we together this morning? Because there's a generation that has been so sodomized that we call people of Sodom our brother. The fact that we're connected on IG does not mean I will give you IG, instant gratification. The fact that we're connected does not mean you're my brother. Because the more I bro you, the more you... Remix the bro and rub me. Because when I call you bro, you're like, oh, we're, we're the same. And so we're serving the same God. And God loves us all the way we are. And so the standards are dropping. Look at somebody say, who, who's your bro? Say like, tiny bro. Who's your sis? See, there's certain things I see online. I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know. But I see people that I'm like, you should know better than this. And then there's the picture of somebody that is very funny picture. Peak. Legs everywhere. And then here comes a gospel minister. And will like it. Not only like it, will put slaces what's going on <laughs> please he said my brethren do not do watch that what does it say don't do what in other words lots in lots man you can do wickedly but not this wicked he didn't say don't do wickedly. He said do not do so. In other words, Lot is used to wickedness. He's just not cool with this degree of wickedness. Where in my life have I begun to redefine the moral standards? Where in my life have I seen certain things as acceptable? that I used to call detestable. 
Where in my life are the standards so low just because, don't forget, Lot is connected to Abraham and has enjoyed the blessings of Abraham. Come on, somebody. He's increased because of the accession to Abraham. And so there is a Lot generation that has a connection to Abraham but don't understand the commitment of Abraham. We're in touch with Abraham but not transformed like him. When the standards begin to slide down the slippery slope. And all of a sudden, so airy, so gray. I'm going to show you how badly he degenerated. How badly things became in Lot's life. But it started with being exposed to something for a long period of time. Have you noticed that the longer you're exposed to something, the more normal it becomes? Yeah. Became normal. And then you're... Becoming numb to it. That's why people who are abused early in life, especially physical assault or verbal assault, they eventually get used to it as they grow through life. And so you're going to see that lady in the relationship with the man who slaps her lunch, breakfast, dinner. And she's like, he loves me. Because, expo because exposure can change my interpretation. My faculties to interpret certain things become altered to take on the nature of that thing. If I stay long enough in a dark room, my eyes will accommodate the little lights and get used to it. Do not do so wickedly, my brother. Look at some say they are not your brothers. They are colleagues, they are associates, they are online followers, they are, they are celebrities, but they are not your brothers. If they are not born again, if they are not saved, if they are not washed by the blood of the Lamb, and if that hurts you, wonder how God feels when he already laid the ultimate sacrifice on the cross and people still look at what he has done and say, God, I will choose my own way. Because it's not the will of God that any should perish, but at all should come to repentance. He said, that's the thing. Repentance is a prerequisite for salvation. Not just repeating a prayer, but repenting. Because repentance allows me to alter my position so I can receive mercy. Water can flow through a horse if the side of the horse is what's connected to the tap. Get it again. If this is the horse, and this is the tap. Even though the horse is connected to the tap, water can flow into this. It needs to turn this way so that there is an opening for the water to flow. Mercy cannot be received without repentance. And there's a generation that is supposedly born again, but they never repented from anything. So God just became an add-on item on the catalog of carnality. They're not your brother. And look at what he does. To tell you how debased he had become perfecter. He had become imperfect. And this was what he said. See now I have two daughters. Who have not known a man. Virgin. 
I, I don't want to get so graphic, but <laughs> he's saying, instead of doing what you want to do to this man, my daughters are brand new. They're using a song to do soundtrack. <laughs> this one is give it up. Not leave it up. Because you can't leave it up until you give it up. Are yes, oh, you getting this now? See, the, the challenge made by trying to leave it up without giving it up. Even Jesus had to lay down his life before he picked up his crown. Jesus. It's the pattern. It's the model. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's not just the person. He's the process. Because <laughs> it's the way. So he's the process. Are you following this now? If Jesus is the way, what it also means is that if I'm really moving in the way, I'm seeing a different Jesus every time. Because <laughs> it's a progressive way. Ikorodu Road is long from Yaba to Ikorodu. But if every time, every time you are seeing Lasso Campus, Lasso Campus, Lasso Campus, it means you are stuck. And for you to move from Lasso Campus to Skate City, Maryland Mall, that means that you move, right? And you burn fuel. So there's no spiritual growth without sacrifice. Because Jesus is not just a person who lives in me. He's a way that I live in. He's a way that I walk in. He's a way that I take. So he lives in me, but I live in him. Oh, come on. Anybody get it? I get it, sir. Do you get it? Ish? See, now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out. In other words, don't even bother about breaking down the door. I'm going to bring them out to you. And you may do to them as you wish. How did he get to the point where he was willing to accommodate abuse? In fact, offer up his own daughters. Oh, come on. And the typical father-daughter connection He's broken that. He's become so crass, so loose, so insensitive, so out of this world, so you can have my daughters. Please raise your hand if you ever give up your daughters for any kind of danger. So in the first sexual experience, I want to be their pimp and mess them up. And someone's going to be like, well, he didn't have a choice. Well, since he knew this were angels... That means he had also lost the power of spiritual capacity. Because if he was cognizant of the power of the angelic, when they came to attack him, he would have raised the crowd of intercession. Because when we expose ourselves to carnality so long, we will forget our roots in the things of the spirit. When our dreams, our desires, our aspirations, our longings, our cravings, our ambitions, our pursuits are of this world, we will forget how to unlock the treasures and the debts of the age to come. You have forgotten all of that. So just don't touch this man. Since this is the reason that I've come under my roof, what that means is it doesn't mean that the reason they've come under my roof is for you to touch them. 
He's saying that the reason I've come under my roof is so that you will not touch them. Right? Are you getting this? However, that's Lot's interpretation because they didn't want to come under his roof, right? Are you, are you getting this? But Lot was the one that said, come under my roof. In other words, the angels could protect themselves in the open square. Don't think you're protecting God by having him in your life. God, if I don't give my offering, we won't finish the space. That's not true. God, if, if I don't have a job, you won't have a witness in my office. That's not true. It's a privilege for you to be a witness. It's a privilege for you to give. It's a privilege for you to pray. He says, don't do to them as the wish because come to my roof. Next verse, please. Let me go real quick. And they said, stand back. That's the men told Lot in his own house. Then they said, this one came in to stay here. This one. He came in to stay here. And he keeps acting as a judge. Watch this. If you have friends of the Sodom generation who still accuse you of being judgmental, you haven't lost your righteousness. Oh, you didn't get that. If they still say your own is too much, just do like everybody else. If they still say, why are you the only virgin in the world? There's even one called Atlantic. <laughs> Some people won't get it now. They'll get it. Next, next Olympic. That means there's still hope. By the way, when I say you haven't lost your righteousness, righteousness is a gift to so you. You can't lose your righteousness. I'm just saying your righteousness still has sufficient gravity in that space for a change. Now we'll deal worse with you than with them. In other words, we're going to enter you, you, you that you're talking. So they pressed hard against the man lot and came near to break down. How, how sexually aroused would you be? So it's like, ah, pastor, you don't know who I am. Oh. <laughs> this morning you will give it up. Amen. Any drive that is destructive and invades the security of other people, give it up. Amen. Every aspiration, ambition, surge, urge, longing, craving that will cause you to break somebody else's. You know, some people can be so driven in the name of God, give me a prophecy that you're breaking down the doors of other people. I wish I could talk. Some ministries have exposed marriages to such danger that they've broken down marriages to build a church. How desperate can you be? People have damaged individual lives just to make an event work. This event must happen. When the event's designed for people, that's in the macro, in your own life, Whose life have you bad mouthed? Bad mouthed? Bad mouthed. At work. Just to promote yourself. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's how he normally does. And you know that's not how he normally does. But because you want to advance your passions and your desires and your cravings and your longings and your aspirations. 
you break down somebody's door. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door quickly. Verse 10. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Look at somebody say, God can take care of himself. High five that person, palm burning, blister inducing, face reddening, high five. And say, God can take care of himself. Lord, you should have just told the men this was going on. And there are many of us who are in Sodom and we're about to lose our integrity and our image and you're trying to put up against temptation with your power and capacity when in fact the Bible says that the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Many of you are trying to put up with the men from Sodom and all God needs is can you surrender your life to my hand because I will pull you into safety. Because Lord, you will wear yourself out trying to find this, fight this man. The Bible says men, young and old. Imagine. See how depraved Sodom was. Because <laughs> last time I checked, I don't want to say too much. But at a certain age, certain things become certain ways. Now, here are the old folk. If you don't get it, it's fine. Message you still bless you. Old man. <laughs> still got it going on. Young men and both of them were competing for two. Both categories for two. Only two. Thank God those two people, as in were not people, as in were angels. Imagine the damage that would have been caused. Verse 11, let's go. Verse 11. What did they do? They struck the man who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Let me just jump ahead. For those who are struggling with certain habits, tendencies, addictions, practice, orientations, can I just proclaim over the atmosphere of your life that you're coming into a place of revelation that brings you to a place of divine safety and security that the things that used to trip you up before will look for you and not be able to access you. That amen sounds weak. Those people who had your dial, that could dial your number, that had your mumu button, that every time they press that button, you have to move, move like a moo moo in the name of Jesus, they will look for you and not find you. Because you will no longer fight this by the arm of the flesh. But as you surrender yourself to the arm of the Spirit of God, you were brought into a place of safety and security. Somebody shout amen to that. Verse 12, let's go quickly. Then the man said to Lot, have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters? <laughs> and No, 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 these are the angels speaking now. These are the angels speaking now. <laughs> and that desperation will be very strong. Because they're already blind. Because <laughs> if you are blind, and you are still doing, or something is still doing you. This is how the angel is speaking now. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city? What should you do? 
I'm trusting God that before I'm done this first service and to be compounded in the second service, that the burden of the Lord will rest upon your heart. That when you see your friends and your cousins and your family members on their WhatsApp groups and family parties acting like sodomites, you won't say, well, God is okay. He's saying this is an urgent matter. That if you have anyone that is a one that you have owned in the city, take them out of this place. Out of this drunken lifestyle, take them out. Out of this perversion, take them out. Out of this pride and arrogance, take them out. Some of you have people in your lives who have been proud for as long as you, you know. And that pride has taken them nowhere. They're still asking you for money. When they finished school, before you got into school. Some of your uncles, they cheat for a living. They don't they cheat shit. Because they have sheets to cheat. Like, uncle is just that. The first thing I mentioned last week about taking people out is intercession. He said, take them out of this place. Verse 13. For we will destroy this place. Why are we going to destroy this place? Because the outcry against them has done what? Grown great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy now, the reason the Lord was going to destroy this place, watch this, was not because God was trying to exhaust his grenades and his bombs and his uh, sniper uh, suit on them. That's not why. It is because certain people had raised a cry to God and said, God, you will be unrighteous if Sodom still exists. Are you understanding this now? Because the spirit world is ruled by legalities. That's why it's king, judge, and lawmaker, the three aspects of your modern democracy. Judge, judiciary, lawmaker, legislature, king, executive. That's in the Bible, thousands of years before the uh, Greek uh, civilization. So God has those capacities, so it's ruled by legalities. And so the outcry was not necessarily their sin crying to God. The outcry was that human beings would say, for Sodom to exist, there's no God. There can't be a God and there's a place like this. There can be. There can be. Do you know that's why some people have left many churches these days? There can't be a God and the pastor will be doing this to his congregants. So God said judgment is necessitated not because of vengeance on my own part. But because I will not be a righteous judge if certain things continue. This is also the basis for effective warfare. That certain things cannot or should not continue in your life because Jesus Christ already paid the price for them. So we're going to destroy verse 14. Let's go real quick. Verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters. Married his daughters and said, maybe it was a very recent marriage, either way they were married. Get up, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy 
the city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be when some of us post things online and we, we share things, some it's because your church is just two years old. When you have become a real geo. Are you hearing what I'm, what I'm saying? Is Elijah, see, you are still young. When life shows you pepe, you will change your standards. God's standards does not change with the passage of time. Lord would destroy it. thought I was joking. Quickly, verse 15. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise! Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the seed. And I hope God will help me explain this in the service. Let's go real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. And while he lingered, whilst he was lingering, this is what's happening to some of us this morning. You're in a certain habit, a certain practice, a certain lifestyle, a certain practice, a certain thing in your life. And God is saying your destiny is at stake. The assignment I have for you is at stake. The child, he said, why I lingered? Ulusha, please come. One of the questions I want to ask everybody this morning, what is that thing God has been asking you to give up that you're lingering on? Whilst he was lingering, no, don't block it. Yeah. Whilst he was lingering, while he lingered, God is like, Ulushe, give up that thing. Give up that relationship. Mm, what will people think? What will people say? Nobody has loved me like he's loved me or she's loved me. So give it up, give it up. He's lingering. He's lingering. Or God said, you know what? I don't want 10% from you again. I want 20% of your money. God said, what? Yes, you heard me. God, I'm not even Moses. I'm not double Moses. Like, you heard me? Lingering, lingering, oh, but God, 90% is not even covering my expenditure. How will I cope? Lingering, what did they do? They took his hand, his wife's hands, and his two daughters. Why did the Lord do it? Sometimes God's mercy will force you out of a place. Are you understanding this now? Because many of us feel like mercy is the soft ice cream, caramel, cotton that just hangs around every now and again. Mercy is so tender and so gentle. Mercy said no. Sometimes mercy doesn't say no. It says no. Sometimes the no of mercy is firm and loud and crass and callous and insistent. And there's some of you who are going to be forced out of places. Oh my God. Because of the mercy of God. Everybody talks about you won't lose your job, but can I pray that may you lose every job that will endanger your destiny? People say your relationship will end up in marriage. May your relationship end if it's going to stand in the way of your marriage to the Lamb. Mercy! He said, because the Lord was merciful to him and they brought him out and set him outside the city. Watch this. God cannot do much with you until he first of all brings you out of a city. The good for atonement had to be taken out of the city. 
Joshua had an encounter with the command of Lord's army outside of the city. Moses had a burning bush express outside of the city. Paul, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, but I went to the wilderness of Arabia. There has to be an outer thing because God can use you to transform a space until you've been transformed yourself. So he forced them out. Force, Lord, force us out of certain things. Smoking and drinking and weeding and lusting and sleeping around and bribery and dirty words and dirty images. Oh, the amens are not strong this morning. Lingering. What are you lingering in? What are you hanging out with? What are you still chilling out with? What have you become comfortable with? What have you accepted to be the life? Don't forget that Lot had a life here. He said because one of the greatest oppositions to transformation is the familiarity with the life I have come to know. This is the life I know. I sleep with every girlfriend I have. It's the life I know. That's, that's the life I know. I, I help myself with some of the loose cash in the office. They never pay me enough. It's the life I know. In fact, I didn't start this life. I just happened upon it. Oh, come on, people. Am I talking to somebody? Why are you all so quiet now? It was not my plan. I didn't design Sodom. I was not one of the architects, the builders, quantum surveyors, painters. I, I had no part in building the system. I just happened upon it. I want to realize something now. That what they did was to set him outside the city. This one, the Lord is going to give somebody an outside the city experience. Where you will see that thing and you will see yourself living without it. Outside the city. That there's a world outside the city. You can live without porn. There's a world outside the city. You can live without lying. Some of you just lie. That's what you do. It's just, you grew up in it. Like your parents lie as a, your dad lies to your mom. You used to see it. You grew up with it. So now that you're saved, for you, that's not really a thing. It's just what we do. I, I, I get what I'm saying. It's just, it's our family thing. We just lie. It's not even a lie because they know that I'm not telling the truth. But you will see yourself outside the city. You will see yourself. You will see yourself outside the city. You will see yourself outside of Sodom. You will see God as your supplier. That you don't need to steal, manipulate shit. see some outside the city. Somebody say, I'm seeing myself outside of it. I'm leaving outside of the city. 
outside of sin city, outside of uh, lying city, outside of sex city, outside of uh, anger city. Let me talk about anger. Some of us not the work of the flesh and all of that. I mean, when I say work of the lost of the eye and all of that, you are an angry person. Anger is your city. That's where you feel secure. You feel if you're not angry, people will take you for granted. Anger is your city. Some of you, bitterness, malice, your city. But this morning, the Lord is going to grab you by the hand and is going to pull you out of that city. Somebody shall give it up. Some people shouted, others didn't shout. Somebody shout, give it up. Quickly, next verse, let's run. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said what? Shout a louder. Shout a louder. KJV says run for your life. I like the Yoruba. The Yoruba says In other words, run like your life depends on it. Why is he saying that? He says don't look behind you and don't stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. Escape. What do you escape from? Traps. What's that thing? It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Look, if somebody say you've got to escape from it. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Oh, somebody might have led you into it. Maybe you led yourself into it. Maybe you stumbled into it. But this morning, God said, I've brought you out of the city. You don't live in that city anymore. You've got to run from it. Don't just stand still. Because if you stand still, you might begin to think too much about what you're missing. And who you're forfeiting. And who used to be your friend. And your carpenter. And your barber. And this person who is inside there. But you've got to pick up yourself and respond to the call of God upon your life. It does not matter who you are, but I've got to tell you something. Everyone who is greatly used by God has to give something up. You have to give something up. Noah had to give up his reputation. How do you build an ark that you cannot describe for rain that has never poured for a period of time that you don't even have? How do you alter your entire life for 100 years when people are saying, why are you building this thing? What's this thing? an ark. Who told me to build a God? Really? In the God generation Noah had to give it up the Bible says concerning Moses that he turned his back against the pleasures of Egypt he said willing not to be called the son of Pharaoh in other words he lost all the rights and all the privileges when was the last time you gave up some rights for the sake of your faith in Christ gotta give it up Oh, I know it's not the happiest message. But look at yourself. Say, confront yourself, dummy. Some of you can't even say that to yourself. Bobby, you didn't say nothing. No, I didn't hear you say nothing. I didn't hear you say nothing. Look at yourself. Say, confront yourself. Bring up that issue. Confront yourself. Bring up that malice. Confront yourself. Bring up that lying, skimming, manipulative thing. Confront yourself. Bring out that foul language. Confront yourself and say, this, I know, Father, do not look behind you. It says, don't stay anywhere in the plain. Do you remember how Lot got to Sodom and Gomorrah in the first place? 
Do you remember that God told Abraham, he said, look the length and right and whatever, as far as your eyes can see, I will give to you. And after a while, they began to grow and they began to grow and they began to increase. And do you know what happened next thing that happened? Was they began to find because the harvest was a lot. And so because of the cattle and all the men, there was infighting between Lot and Abraham. And Lot said, uh, Abraham said, you know what, this is not good for us. Let's, let's part ways. You take a, a portion of the land. <laughs> he allowed Lot to choose. See, when God uses somebody to bless you, and there's an issue, and the person says, oh, you know what, do anything you want to do. Can you just pause a little bit and think about it? Because Lord, the reason you got this blessed was because you came with me. So Lord, the Bible says that Lord lifted up his eyes and he saw the plain, the lush areas, like the garden of the Lord. And he went for it. Do you know some verses that the Bible says, and God now said to Abraham, now lift up your eyes. So Lot saw that land in the flesh. And it looked good to his flesh. And it was plain. In other words, you don't have to do too much work to plow and break this one and all of that. Irrigation of school is smooth. It looks all nice and dandy. It looks like the perfect life. But here's the deal about the plain the plain became the plain that landed him in Sodom. Because he was so close to Sodom. And after a while, after plowing and harvesting, they must have said to him, why do you keep traveling to that far place? Come and become. Pardon? I didn't get that. Ballet. 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 part of them no matter how good it looks if God is not leading you there stay off looks good looks luscious looks nice it or him or her is that don't stay anywhere in the plane don't stay anywhere. He says, don't stay. Because many times before you fall into sin, you stay very close to it. Oh, are you, I understand what I'm saying. You stayed very close. You were too close to it. You tolerated it. You tolerated it. And it began to gnaw at you. And it began to eat into you. And it began to invade your space. I'm going to close shortly. It said, escape to the mountains. Let she be destroyed. Verse 18, quickly. Help me. The Lord, Lord said to them, please know my Lord because your flesh is going to cry when God wants to deliver you from it. Oh, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Indeed, now your servant has found favor in your son, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and die. Let's go on quickly. 
quickly, just quickly, quickly, and quickly. See now, this city is near enough to flee to. And it's a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall leave. Continue. And I said to him, see, I favored you concerning this also, in that I will not overthrow the city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. See, intercession. The sun had risen upon the earth, which, the, which when Lot uh, entered Zor. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. So everything that Lot had worked for, gone. Can I also pray that this morning as we pray and release ourselves and our habits and our tendencies to the Lord, every fruit that those habits are produced in our lives, the Lord will destroy them. Yeah. Insecurity, shame, guilt, self-consciousness, destroyed. Yeah. Grew out of the ground. Verse 26. Continue. Play gently on the keys. It was done. But this is it. But his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. I'm going to spend a few minutes just speaking to the Lord. I'm not judging or condemning anybody here. Being through my own process. Some of you are where I was. Some of you are deep. Deep. But we're just going to release it and give it up, 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 give it up. Focus on God. Focus on God. If you have to cry to the Lord, cry to the Lord. He's weighing heavy on your heart. If you have to kneel before him, kneel before him. Maybe you're like me. I didn't go looking for porn. I stumbled upon it. And then it became a habit. And then at some point, because when you're in Sodom, Sodom looks like the norm. I began to say, you know what? I'm, at least I'm not sleeping with anybody. just look once every two months then once a month and the Lord had to confront me he knows where you are you're in a generation where what you're not looking for is looking for you and there are things that will help if you're dealing with patterns Exposing it will help. If a lifestyle of fasting, 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 not just as a one-off lifestyle. My wife and I will fast once a week together. And at different times we fast at different times. And then in a year, 
I'm not trying to boast, but I want to just share certain things you have to give up. In a year, in a typical year, I fast for between 40 and 100 days, depending on the intensity. At least 50 days a year, at least. Many times, I'll do 21 days personal. Sometimes 30 sometimes 40 sometimes 70 because you've got to silence the flesh i'm not going back to sodom some of you right now ought to come to the lord with repentance let your heart break just one look and it kept me in a pattern for years one look because all the enemy needs is just the seed and once it's left the deposit if you don't expose and deal with it then every time you're vulnerable sucks you in sucks you in sucks you in let's cry before the Lord I believe that God wants to do such with this morning you don't need to know how you're gonna break free from sleeping around or sleeping with your boyfriend you don't need to know that's not what God needs you to know Lot all ears Lot can you give me your hand I'm gonna walk you out of this place that's all I'm going to walk you out of it. I'm going to walk you out of it. I'm going to walk you out of it. I don't know what city you're in, but there was a time I couldn't see myself outside of my city. I remember talking to somebody a long time ago, and I told her one of the fail-safe things my wife and I had put in our relationship was that we're not going to kiss and the person said ah is it even possible in this world for you to really love somebody and be in a relationship and you will not kiss the person could not see herself where is it that you've grown up or become accustomed to that you cannot see yourself outside can I tell you what passion in my heart no matter how deep the habit is there is a you without it God explained it to me. He said, before you saw this picture, before you saw this, there was a you without, there was a you before porn. There's a you after porn. There's a you after masturbation. There's a you after cheating. There's a you beyond it. And that's the man in Christ. And it's a real you. It's not a fake you. It's not a hypocritical you. It's the real you. The bound you was an accident. But repentance is what gives the access point. The way I speak freely, the reason I speak freely, the way I do is because I know what some of you are going through. You don't even have to tell me, I can discern. You don't even have to reveal it to me, I see things. But if you come with repentance and say, Lord, I don't know how, I will quit. Some of you still drink excessively. You just make sure nobody who, who's connected to you knows about you. Just That's all you make sure. God sees you. He's not condemning you, Lot. That's why he's coming with a message to pull you out of Sodom. Don't forget, you can be righteous and be in Sodom. Lot was a righteous man. He was in Sodom. But Lot, you can never fulfill all that God has for you in Sodom. Can God use you if you drink? Yes, he can. If you sleep with somebody you're not married to, every now and again, can the Lord use you? Perhaps. But by the way, the soul can the Lord use stones so can the lord use donkeys he said i want to move you beyond that to fellowship 
I want to move you beyond that to intimacy. And every time you see that picture pop up on your computer screen and you're shocked in two seconds and you turn it off, that's worship. That's worship. Every time people are smoking beside you and you feel the wisp of smoke and the temptation to go back because it makes you feel alive and you say, no, I have to leave this place. That's worship. And that's a louder cry than spontaneous singing. Some of you, the Lord already brought you out, but you're looking back. You're like, I, I miss hanging out with my friends. I, I miss hanging out with my friends. I, I, I miss lying. You know, when I was lying, things used to be easy. When I used to steal from the office, I could meet up with the bills. You're looking back. Oh. It's not time to look around. It's time to will. It's time to cry. It's not time to chew gum. By the way, I, I feel like many of you chew too much gum in the message. You've got to be... You don't chew gum during your a wall lecture theater. Gotta be disciplined. Focus on, on Christ. Listen, Paul had to give up. Do you know what Paul had to give up? He said, I'm a Jew of Jews. Ha. Some of you why you need to give up has nothing to do with the, with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, sleeping around porn, masturbation. You, that's not why you have to give up. You need to give up your pride. You are so prideful. Even as I'm speaking and listening to all these things, you might like, ah, yeah, I'm not even like that. Pride! And the more invisible the issue is, the deeper the stronghold is. Pride! Superiority! You're so condescending in your disposition. Give it up! Give it up! Give it up! Some of you, maybe the reason you're holding on to that thing is you say, at least God, I don't do this one. I don't do that one. I don't do that other one. Let me just hold this one now. Let me just have this. And God said, no, I want that one too. I want everything. Paul said that the God may preserve you, sanctify your spirit, soul, and body. He says, I don't just want your spirit. I want your soul. I want your meditation. I want your thinking. I want your affections. I want your craving. I want your passion. I want everything. Some of you love sleep too much. You don't do anything bad physically, but sleep. You sleep too much. Give it up. The Lord is taking those tears on your faces. He's taking notice. He's walking all through this room. He's touching. Yes, Jesus, only you can satisfy my heart. I believe in the course of the, the year, possibly make it sometime next month or soon after. How do you overcome temptation? How? There's a way to overcome temptation. Don't worry about the rest. See, your sanctification is God's project. Somebody needs to hear that. Your sanctification is God's project, but your surrender is your responsibility. Your sanctification is God's project, but your surrender is your responsibility.
can I propose to you that we're in Sodom again in the second service I'll take you to the book of Luke Jesus said it we're in Sodom again he said it's going to be like that just as the days of Noah shall be as the days of the son of man people were eating drinking marrying having pleasure and then he said sudden destruction came and now said remember Lot's wife in other words the end of the age is going to become so sodomic so sodomic and God said to Lot he said Lot don't think that you're righteous and you just be in the city he said leave the place so that you won't be destroyed do I believe the salvation is eternal yes do I believe that God does not take that back yes do I believe that sensuality can bring destruction yes now you can go on arguing is it eternal destruction or destruction of your purpose and there shall destruction because God is a righteous judge and he must judge only you can satisfy my heart only defining moment in, in many of our lives this is the day in which you look at yourself say not anymore some of you almost got there before but you needed an external voice to remind you that's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation not anymore and guess what? It has to be by a divine hand. Why? Lot, you know, Lot, don't you know Sodom is bad? Lot, you know Sodom is bad. Lot, you know people are wicked, don't you know? You know, you're Lot, you're righteous, so you know. You know you're not like them. But your flesh is too weak to get out of it. Your flesh is too weak. So a divine hand. close if you're here this morning you're righteous you're righteous this morning you're righteous but you know that there's something specific you want to give up you know what it is I want to raise your hand wherever you are something specific raise your hand all eyes closed the previous year of this moment grace right now God Grace, Lord, even as I proclaim these words, the streams of grace flow. You know, some of your hands are not up because of pride. They say that's something you need to surrender. Some people, grace, God, you step out of that circle. You step out of that cycle. In the simplicity of this moment. Lord, let every heart be ignited with fire. Let the warmth of your love destroy every pattern. Let the glories of your spirit rise. 
in our hearts and in our spirits. Lord, I take authority over unclean spirits that have come to camp around as many as have released themselves to the field of the flesh. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Every unclean spirit, because you know a habit can be set up in the flesh and then spirits find it attractive. Sometimes the spirit comes first and then the habit happens. Sometimes the habit is set in motion by human will and then the spirit says, I have legitimate access into that space. Lord, by the sovereign power of Jesus Christ and by the finished work of the cross, wherever there is the operation of demonic spirits, unclean spirits, perverse spirits, wicked spirits, I break your grip in the name of Jesus. I break your grip in the name of Jesus over the minds of the Lord's people over the hearts of the Lord's people over the souls of the Lord's people I command you leave right now let there be fire hitting the very foundations fire whether it was planted in their minds or planted in their culture or planted in their families or planted on television on radio the internet with a brother or sister a friend today I take of the hammer of the word of God and I break in pieces every stronghold I scatter, I shatter, I destroy, I uproot in the name of Jesus. Lord, you saved me, you delivered me, you brought me out of unhealthy patterns because your blood does not expire today I take authority on the finished work of the cross of Calvary to intercede for everyone under my care who is dealing with something we know about and something we don't know about or something they know about and something they do not know about let the blood speak mercy as long as the devil can keep you busy with guilt and shame he can hold you back from true fulfillment and purpose. And so because we have brought forth repentance. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, I don't know that to us. Hey, hey. You will see how much hotter your fire will be now. You will see how much intense your prayers will be now. Because guilt and shame are no longer in the way. So you can request. You can come boldly. Let the blood speak. Let the blood speak. Let the blood speak. Let the blood speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mercy, Lord. Mercy for those who were raped. And for those who raped, mercy for those who were sexually assaulted and those who sexually assaulted, mercy for those stuck on porn and those who recruited to porn, mercy for the cheaters and those who facilitated the cheater, mercy, mercy. Whatever got broken in us, whatever got damaged around us because of the things we said, the things we did, the things we touched, the things we heard, the things we tasted, the things we watched, 
let streams of mercy flow. Oh God, oh God of mercy, oh God. The things that should have come, but our hands were too full of the past, too full of bitterness, too full of pride, too full of lies. You couldn't entrust them into our hands. Mercy. 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 so hard so numb can't even hear God when I say no can't even feel the spirit of conviction Lord break those hearts with the hammer of your word give up rudeness we give up rudeness we give up the root generation a sarcastic generation give it up give it up in Jesus name we have prayed finally before we close if you're here and you're not even saved you're not even lot Lot was saved, it was just in Sodom. If you're not even saved, you're like the sons, the son, sons in law who are mocking. It's like, this is a joke, all this sanctification, righteousness, so joke, joke, joke. So you can't be destroyed. You can't be destroyed. If you're here this morning, you're not 
born again. Now that's a word everybody uses, almost everybody uses, not a cultural word. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ from your heart where you know that he's the Lord and the master of your life, the savior of your soul, the redeemer. your life wherever you are can you place your hand on your chest wherever you are you want to receive the life of Jesus this morning place your hand on your chest wherever you are Lord touch every heart this morning a few more seconds I hope you're, you're doing some nasty what we're doing now yeah and I hope you're doing some nasty with this service Anybody who wants to receive? Oh, nothing. Thank you, Lord. We'll give you praise. We'll receive your life. We'll receive your guidance, your strength. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.